Yates on Sunday on News Talk. Brought to you by SSE Electricity Business Energy. Proud to power businesses all over Ireland. Energy at work for you. Our big profile interview today is with a Wexford man. He is a man who I've shared a constituency and at the Cabinet with. He has uh, given his whole adult life to politics. I'm referring to Brendan Howland. He was uh, he has been a Wexford TD uh, for 30 years or more. Uh, he's had uh, a who's who of ministerial involvements, health, environment, public expenditure and reform, and has been part of the Labour leadership going back as far as Dick Spring's time right through various leaders. Leaders, and in May of last year was uh, finally, because he had contested a number of times, elected leader of the Labour Party. He's up, of course, in Dublin, coincidentally, for Croker this afternoon. The throw-in at four o'clock. Uh, Wexford, a big day of excitement, more than 30,000 people there. Brendan Howell, you're most welcome to the studio. Let's start with... Um, Good afternoon, Ivan. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks uh, for the invitation. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, the, 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 you took on the leadership mm. for a year. What progress have you made <laughs> over the last year? What progress well, have you I, made? I hope I've taken it on for more than a year. Yes, of course. My horizon um, is broader than that. Um, that's a fair question. Um, we went through the worst election uh, result we've had in our history um, a little over 12 months ago. Um, we went from 37 seats down to seven. Um, many people, once again in our history, had written us off, as they did when I actually was elected first in 87, when we got actually a very similar result. Uh, just about 7% of the popular vote then uh, as we did last year. Um, But things are different now because there are uh, more parties in play. Um, European politics is in flux, as is world politics, and no party has a divine right to exist. Um, My job was basically firstly to steady the ship, talk internally to our own membership. Um, We were very lucky the the core of the Labour Party is loyal to the Labour Party because our roots are deep. We're not, you know, the um, fair-weather parties that come and go because of a political uh, movement at the time. Uh, we're the oldest party in the state. We have deep roots and traditions across uh, constituencies such as the one you and I used to share. Brendan Corish and so on. Brendan Corish. So and your future's Father in Dick your past. No, no, no. no. That just simply says our, our roots are deep, uh, that we don't, we're not like mushrooms popping up to disappear. Um, you know, when we uh, have adverse reaction uh, to an, an election, we, we regroup and we rebuild. So you asked me what I've done in a year. Um, we have had a lot of internal introspection, introspection, which is right, talking to our own members, talking to our own uh, structures, uh, Labour women, Labour youth, Labour trade unions, revitalising all of those. We've rewritten our party constitution, uh, relaunched it and, and uh, had that at our national um, conference uh, earlier this year. Um, we have a much leaner constitution now. We have much more democratic controls of the party. Every member will have a direct say in everything, including uh, at the next conference, which will not be a delegate conference, uh, but will be an open membership conference. Um, we have reconstituted the structures of the party. So it sounds quite introspective. I mean, for Mother of Three we, and Tala, that won't butter any parsnips. You're dead right. Uh, and that, but that was needed first because my political judgment is that, and I've, you, you're right, I spent my adult life in this party, not for any other reason that I believe in this party. We have shaped um, certainly much of the politics of this country for the last 50 years. Anything on the progressive front that's happened has been led in the vanguard by Labour. And that's the truth of it. If you look at any social issue, we are the people who tabled it, fought for it, before it became popular, even a majority. 
Um, we need to do that into the future. And mainstream social democracy, that is what I describe as the doing element of the left, those that don't want to si- simply be the critics on the ditch, but roll up our sleeves to make a difference for working people. So what is the unique selling point? You spoke about a crowded market. What is the, mm. uh, on the left, I mean, you have the Greens, you have the Sock Dems, you have Solidarity, you have Sinn Féin, you have a number of independents and so on, you have people before profit. What is the Labour Party's unique selling point? Well, many of those should be in the Labour Party. Uh, many of the individuals that you've listed in those um, individual parties, they're, they're people who are at their core social democrats who want to make a difference. Some um, are old-fashioned uh, trots who simply, you know, in traditional vein, want the, the politics of the street, don't believe in parliamentary democracy and believe in, in social revolution. That's fine. Uh, it's not my politics. My politics is the politics of making a difference for working people uh, to ensure that we have decent public services, that we invest in public services. That's the normal social democratic vision that has been dominant in Europe since the Second World War. And if you look at, you know, around the world now, what is the exemplar? It is the social democratic model of Northern Europe uh, to give decent standard of education, decent health care, uh, decent uh, quality of life for people. Uh, that's my vision for... But, 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 but I put it to you that Michal Martin <clears throat> or even Leo Varadkar wouldn't be against decent health care. Well, proper education. The, Surely that's motherhood and apple pie. Like, where is your unique selling well, point? That, is, that the, is a point of difference. The unique selling point is that we believe in a taxation system that is fair uh, to ensure that we have public services. Now, you say Leo believes in that. I've worked with Leo for six years. I, I sat at Cabinet for more than five years with him. Um, he is not of the centre-left. He's of the centre-right. That's what he announced himself. Uh, so if you read today's papers, his objective for the next budget is tax cuts, not quality public services. And at a time when we've gone through the worst economic recession in our uh, memory, uh, we need now to reinvest in the quality and fabric of social services and public services in this country uh, so that we don't have some of the scandals that we've seen of people um, really missing out on life opportunities in education or uh, in health care. It is not good enough. Uh, We now... Are, have emerged into a position where we can make choices again. Well, relative to Fianna Fáil then, I mean, Fianna Fáil spoke about an Ireland for all, fairness, inclusion. They would absolutely echo, I think, everything you've said. They've even said they'd like to go into government with you. What's the difference between Labour and Fianna Fáil? Well, Fianna Fáil, as you know, uh, and you would know it very well, are chameleons. They will be whatever is the political dominant view. Um, so when, for example, the PDs were in the ascendant and they needed the PDs to be in government, they were right-wing. Um, they were uh, anti-control um, in terms of the state. But right now they're moving towards you. Well, but the point about it is, if you want the genuine article, you vote for the Labour Party. If you want social democracy, you, you vote and support and join and campaign for a party. That is the genuine article that has always those social democratic values. Um, even in the worst of times, uh, when we roll up our sleeves and went into government for the last five years uh, and had to do very difficult things on the basis that... Each one was the least impactive as far as we could do it 
on the most vulnerable. And if you look by comparison to what happened in Spain or Portugal and Greece, uh, I think you will objectively say that we did a reasonable job in the worst of times. Okay, you will be judged by your performance in the next election. And I think with the change from Kenny to Leo, the whole body politic is now focused on the next election rather than the legacy of the last election. Uh, You've said publicly your target is to go from 7 to 14 uh, TDs and to go from 50 to 100 councillors in due course. Now, the local elections are May 19, so 20, 2019. So, just tell us how you're going to win 14 seats. Well, for a start, uh, what what I actually said is that my ambition is to double. I think you have to have a target. Uh, just as Wexford has a target of winning in All-Ireland. Um, some people they would take say, the Leinster title. Well, <laughs> yes, that's today. But some people say that's unach- unachievable. I am determined that we will set our goals high, and that is doubling our seats in the next election. Um, in normal circumstances, I would have had a five-year horizon to do that. It doesn't look like I'm going to have um, another four years in this doll because the doll is dysfunctional and w- will implode of its own uselessness, I-, I believe. But in terms of the, you know, the ambition, we've looked at... Are you ready for an election? Yes, um, we're You've had some selection conventions. Within, within a few days of becoming leader, um, one of the things I did in parallel is to prepare for the election. Now, we have selected six new candidates outside the parliamentary, outside the, uh, the current TDs that we have. You know, people like Martina Janaki in, in Dublin Southwest, um, active people, people like Deirdre Kingston in, in, in Dunleary, young women. This is where you had a Pat Rabbit seat or a Gilmore seat. <coughs> yes, Rebecca, and gone. Rebecca Moynihan uh, and so on. Uh, and some of the other ones as well, like, like uh, Jed Nash in Louth, um, Aon O'Reardon uh, in Dublin Bay North. All these people to come back again, we will be doing uh, Dublin Bay South uh, in the next week or so. So, you know, the cohort of good, decent Uh, candidates will be there. Uh, I want them um, on the deck, if you like, campaigning on the ground right now. And that's why we're we're doing those sorts of conventions said You said, when I outlined the array of people on the left, you said they should be in the Labour Party. Uh, I said some of them should. Okay, well, let's take (laughs) take them individually. Eamon Ryan, the Green Party, the Social Democrats, Catherine Murphy, Roisin Shortall, some of those were in the Labour Party. Will you be making efforts to get them to join the Labour Party or to merge the Sock Dems and Labour? Labour Party is an open, uh, an open door to people who believe, uh, share our value systems. Um, there are people now, not only, you know, if you like, at leadership level, but at membership level, both in the Greens and in the SOC Dems, who fell out with us, bluntly, because they didn't agree with what we did, some of the things we did. Well, they we felt you broke your promises um, on water charges and different things. Well, the bottom line, that is true. That is true. And uh, that belief was there. Uh, objectively, of course, when you look at what we did in five years of government, we implemented more of our policy platform than any other party. That's the academic analysis of what we did. We changed fundamentally the view of, of Fine Gael, which was to fix a broken economy on the basis of uh, cutting public services as opposed to increasing taxation. And we know the thanks you got for that. But the point but, I'm making well, I mean, is actively Are you actively pursuing a merger between the Sock Dems and Labour? No, I'm not actively pursuing it, but I have an open door to people. Uh, we work. In, what does that mean? Well, anybody who wants to join us, anybody who wants to talk to us about cooperation, um, I have an open door and our, our party is open. That sounds more of a takeover than a merger. Well, no, the bottom line is simply this. There isn't room for uh, the splintering of, of parties uh, who are in the social democratic space. Um, it suits those on the right for that to be the case. 
Uh, and I would hope, um, whether it is by formal merger or by cooperation... But is that osmosis? I mean, do you propose to be proactive about that? Well, I mean... I mean Rory Quinn was very my, proactive my, my, about Democratic left. Well, my, well, it was actually Dick Spring who, who left that legacy and I negotiated the merger um, with Democratic left. Um, my first objective is to um, bed down the strength of the Labour Party, which as you rightly say, has been very significantly weakened last year, uh, to make us uh, the visible force for change into the future that we have been in the past. Uh, once we've done that, I think people will rally to that view in various guises, either you know, uh, working in cooperation with us, um, joining us. Pre-election pact? May well be, may well be. I mean, I've, uh, as I said, I will discuss uh, with, with others how... We can shape the next political okay. agenda because there are really big choices. What, what about Mick Wallace, Claire Daly, uh, Solidarity? Are there any people? Because, as you were, Solidarity after the Jobstown case came out and said, uh, you know, we want an alliance of the left, but we want to people who will exclude Finnegay Labour, Finnegay Finfo, and Labour uh, as they don't regard you as a left wing party. I mean, is there anyone that you're in utter conflict with? No, I mean the the the, the old um, Socialist Party and Socialist Workers' Party, who now have had three or four names since then um, and are represented in the Dáil, they don't believe in parliamentary democracy and they see us, in traditional Marxist terms, they see um, a social democratic party as the enemy because we're the barrier to world revolution. Uh, they won't be working with us. Uh, in fact, they won't even uh, be targeting the real right. They prefer to kill us off and uh, most of their rhetoric will be aimed at that. But I, I, I'm too busy building the Labour Party to okay. worry about somebody else's space. I, I, you said you won't do a pre-election pact with any of the big parties. If you held the balance of power, just say mm. Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, Tweedledum, Tweedledee, do you have any preference at this point in time? You've spoken about Leo. In terms of Micheál Martin, he is spoken very positively about the Labour Party. Would you have a preference between Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael if you actually held the balance of power? I'm, Either in or out of government. I think it would be presumptive for me even to get into that space bluntly right now. Uh, my job is to make sure that the Labour Party is strong enough to have impact. You've no preference between either. I didn't say that. Um, oh, you do have a preference. Well, I didn't say that either. I mean, the bottom line is simply this. Both are not the Labour Party. And I don't see either of them as being closer than the other to the Labour Party. Within Fianna Gael, but Brendan, in the real world, no uh, government Ivan, can be formed without either Fianna Gael or yes, Fianna Fáil. You're dead right. But Ivan, you were at the heart of Fianna Gael for many, many years, 20 years. Uh, you know my view that had, had you stayed put, you'd have been Taoiseach. That's my, <laughs> on, that's my honest view. Uh, but you made that choice. But you know within the family of Fine Gael, you have social democrats, you have progressives, and you have ultra-right wingers. And a, in the f family of Fianna Fáil. And in the, and no, that, but, sorry, my I'm question saying. was a very specific one, Brendan, yeah. which is that as things are shaping up, Leo versus Michal, do you have a preference? Well, if, if, if Leo continues his march to the right, uh, and he said some very um, odd things since his election. I think that has, have actually um, knocked for six some of the people in Philogale who would be uh, social democratic thinkers. I've spoken to one during the week, uh, not a member of the parliamentary party, but somebody who would have been prominent once upon a time who said if Leo continues that, he will lose people. So we'll, we'll And he'll lose you. Well, I mean, I, he hasn't got me. I haven't supported him and I wouldn't uh, support Fianna Gael um, in their current So guys. you're leaning a little bit pro towards Fianna Fáil. I, 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 I want to move on to some specifics. Okay. Um, the Jobstown thing, I, I have made the point, I don't know if you're listening to us, being to Paul Murphy, that I thought some of the things were outrageous in terms of the abuse and obviously the DPP overreached. I mean, 
I would have thought it's not unreasonable for someone in the Labour Party or elsewhere to say, well, actually, these people may have been rightly acquitted, but Joan Burton was done a wrong here. I mean, you've been very silent on this. Have you become so meek that you can't even assert reality? It's not a matter about being meek. We have been abused, introduced by... Uh, the the people directly involved in this and their supporters from the outset of this as if the Labour Party were somehow um, the prosecuting authority. We have no hand actor part in the prosecution. That was done entirely by the state... Do you prosec- think the DP made, made a mistake that um, it didn't go for public can, order offences? I can say now, honestly, yes. I deliberately said nothing. Uh, from the beginning to the end of this, I stayed quiet on this because I thought, let judicial process take its course. Um, but what happened was vile. Um... Uh, the language used against two women. Um, I think that's a key point. I, I, it was bullying of women. Well, I, I find that offensive. Well, I am, I'm trekking around the country right now, doing my very best to get women to be, involve themselves in politics. And if I can even persuade women to do that, they, with, with looking at what happened in Jobstown, and having people say, that that's all right, you can call people the most vile and vicious, sexist terms that you wouldn't use, obviously, against a man. You can throw things at them. I mean, I, I mentioned Martina Janocki, um as our candidate in, D- in Dublin Southwest. She has gone through the vilest online sexist abuse from the time she was elected and canvassed for the Labour Party. Now, that, I mean, we will not get um, people with passion and vision involved in politics if it is ac- acceptable now to have that sort of bullying, vileness, spitting at them, if, if politics has come to that... And political protest? Well, political protest, I've, I've engaged in that myself uh, since I started. I mean, I was involved in the anti, uh, anti-nuclear movement, uh, Karen Soar and that. But never targeting individuals with vileness like that. Uh, the abuse... Uh, intimidation. Intimidation in a real sense, to the point that a lot of people say, I don't want anything to do with a political system that tolerates that. And even when women say yes... Their spouses or something saying for them, no, no, I'm not allowing a situation where you're going to be um, so, so, so abused. Uh, it's not fair to, to this family. Now, I was disappointed, not to say a little dismayed, by the co- compare and contrast your response to the appointment of Maura Whelan and the appointment of Harry Whelan. Uh, you recall the latter in terms of a guy who has been Attorney General being appointed President of the uh, uh, High Court. Uh, there was apoplexy uh, in Labour. What was the difference between that and the Maura Whelan thing? I, I mean, I'm really putting it to you that it was a very shabby political stroke well, and you should have come out against it. Well, you're very, <laughs> your question is absolutely wrong. Um, the, 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 the two issues are fundamentally different and, I, and, and I'll explain why and then I'll explain what we did do. Uh, firstly, our objections to Harry Whelan at the time were we deemed him completely unsuitable for the post because of the involvement uh, in the Smith affair at the time. And if, if you... Did you read the Fenley report? Uh, I read it. I, I'll come on to that. Now, that's, let's, let's deal with firstly the Harry Whelan thing because people... Um, one of the things I've learned is people rewrite history. Um, we believed that Harry Whelan should not be appointed because we didn't believe him suitable for the position because of uh, the situation. But he was an AG, she was an AG. That's my point. Well, that is... <laughs> one was, was uh, deemed by us to be unsuitable. Moira Whelan, uh, Moira Whelan um, was deemed by us to be 
eminently suitable. Because she was Labour. But the, no, no, because she is preeminently um, um, a, a very good lawyer with the, the experience to do the job. But she. The, the no pro- judicial but the process, experience. But the process, and we've appointed many uh, uh, directly to high courts without any judicial appearance or, or experience. And You're some, not accepting and my some, central point no, that uh, this was a political stroke well, and I c- shabby. I come on to that point now. The bottom line is, uh, immediately, I issued a statement saying the process was wrong, it was flawed and should not have happened. That is what I said on the Friday on News Talk, if you'll recall, on a 20-minute uh, a interview I, I did um, on, the, on this station, I explained why I believed it was wrong uh, and the process should have gone through the jab. And I believed that had Moira Whelan um, applied through the Judicial Appointments uh, Board, that she would have f- flown through it because she is self-evidently qualified. Uh, but but the, the, the process of appointment was wrong and that's why I opposed it. OK, some specifics. Is it true... Uh, at the time of your election of leader that you said to your six parliamentary colleagues, well, five parliamentary colleagues, that if Alan Kelly got a seconder and had a context, you wouldn't have stood. Is that true? No. We had discussions... That you gave him an ultimatum, it's Kelly or me. No, absolutely not. Um, this, this, we met as a parliamentary group in a very open two... But he two, had no seconder. That was the key point. Bottom line, yeah. But um, we had... Seventy days, seven of us spent two nights in a room going through all the options of each of us being a potential leader uh, and so on. And my objective, absolutely... What's lo- wrong with the contest? Looking at, looking at uh, I'm saying, looking at what the, the state of the party was, was let's decide b- uh, between us... Uh, what is the best course of action? Uh, but from you screwed now? Alan Kelly and from a contest. Every single member, every single member of the parliamentary party, every TD, is there because they were elected under the uh, by their own electorate from their own constituency, and under the constitution had a complete right to do as they uh, felt like. And each of the seven made that decision. And let's now, I mean, everybody understands that we are, we have one focus as a party, a united party to rebuild, reconstitute. And that's You're what planning a reshuffle, are you? Yes. And will you do down Kelly again or not or what? Alan has done sterling work and was... Uh, you see, you're going to make him finance books. Was right? and remains and will be a pivotal part uh, of the Labour Party parliamentary party, the Labour Party campaign uh, and the Labour Party future. Okay, you've been involved in two successful presidential campaigns, Mary Robinson and Michael D. Higgins. What will be the Labour's position looking forward to the 2018 situation? Do you think Michael D. should go for a second term or do you think there should be an election? Well, it's presumptive of me, uh, presumptuous. No, it's just the Labour Party position. Presumptuous of me to talk about Michael D. He is the the president, um, but he's an exemplary president and I would be personally delighted uh, if he offered himself for election again. And of course, as president under the constitution, he can nominate himself so he doesn't have to be, if you like, a party uh, political nominee. Would you encourage him to stay on? Well, that uh, that wouldn't be... On a personal basis, you know him well. I would love him to stay on. I think he's been an exemplary president. I think Sabina, his wife, has been um, an exemplary first lady in this country. Uh, I think uh, they exude... Uh, all that is good about this country, its culture, its heritage, its language, its vitality, its forward-lookingness, 
Um, I would love Michael D, but that's a matter entirely for himself. I'd love him to stay on. And do you, do you think that will be there? What's your sense of Dol Aaron? I don't know. I have, I have honestly, deliberately not discussed it, obviously, or even raised it or thought of raising it uh, with the president himself. Um, I think there'd be a good number of deputies in Dáil Éireann who would like um, him to stay on. But uh, I'm sure uh, some people would see a political advantage in, in challenging Keith. One of the points of this interview is to get into a little bit of the personality. Mm. I, I, I was delighted to read in the papers when I was researching this that you're 58 and I'm still 57. Uh, uh, you have given your entire adult life I'm to I'm actually politics. a couple of years older than that. Oh, are you? I right. Am, oh, I'm my afraid. God. My, my question to you is a, a couple of questions about your lifestyle. Do you ever see yourself going back to being a teacher again? <laughs> do you see, like, when when do you see the finishing line? Because you've taken on this hospital pass of a job leading the Labour Party in terms of where it's at right now. And and the other question I wanted to ask you is just observing you, and I know you're, you're very close to your brother Ted, you're very close to your late mother, and, and you know, you, you have a circle of friends. But I often wondered... Uh, and see, I know things that you don't know, that there is a life after politics and so on. Are you kind of lonely? <laughs> Firstly, um, it, it is, uh, it's an interesting, only a journalist can um, start a question by saying, um, I got a hospital pass just having... Um, but that's seven seats. Having interrogated me for, for, um, for if you like, getting the job. Uh, then you say, well, why would anybody okay. want it? Uh, I want Are you lonely is the first n- question. The answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, some people say my house is like an open house uh, in Wexford. Uh, it, it's coming and going. And um, people can be very lonely in all sorts of circumstances, but I'm not. Um, I have very good friends. I have very uh, close family. Uh, but is it not soul-destroying to do the clinics and funerals and all that stuff for 30, 40 years <laughs> and have no proper life? Um, it depends on what... You, you've moved on, obviously, but uh, I remember um, trying to persuade you at one stage not to hold clinics in August and four of the five TDs in Wexford had agreed. That's which, true, but yeah. but the, uh, the ever-vigilant, enthusiastic Ivan Yates insisted on holding his clinics in August to give nobody a break. Um, so you, you, know, you obviously you obviously took it too intensely for too long and burned out. No, so you'll I, never be a teacher. No, I, never, again. never again. Obviously, obviously not. No, that's beyond me, behind me. Okay, but what is your political ambition? My then? political ambition is to lead the on Labour, a personal basis. Oh yeah, lead the Labour Party uh, back to to being strong enough to make an impact on our country. I passionately that could take twenty years. I passionately well, if it takes twenty years, it takes twenty years. I passionately believe. Have you set yourself a time limit? Like I, Garrett said, he would lead the party for ten years. Have you set yourself a time limit? Absolutely not, because I think it would be absolutely fatuous to do it. Because right now we don't know whether there's going to be an election uh, next week or next month. We when, when do you think it will we be? don't know? I think certainly within the next twelve months. But there could be two elections within the next twelve months. I mean, who knows? Who could have predicted uh, the demise of Cameron, then the virtual demise now of Theresa May, Brexit, all of that? Politics is in flux. Those of us who are, you're right, I'm a political junkie. I love the business of politics because I love uh, the interaction with people, hearing people's cases, fighting for people. That's what the Labour Party does. And that's why we're strong, because we actually do connect at a level that is, you know, traditional, it's on the ground, and we will rebuild on that base. We're out of time. The Yellow Belly is today yes. in Croker. It's <laughs> a strange place for us to be. It, it, it will be, it, you know, there's a huge momentum behind this. What, what, what's, what's, what, you're wearing a tie, a purple and gold tie, and so on. Uh, are, are you confident, hopeful, or what today? Well, I like Wexford to be the underdogs, and we are the underdogs. Galway are expected uh, to win. 
Um, I think the, 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 the change, and maybe it's the Davy Fitz phenomenon, is now we have belief. We had talent in the past, but when we went in against Kilkenny in the past, we just didn't believe at the end of the day. And I suppose, you know, like politics, you have to have confidence too. Even, you know... What, belief. Yes, self-belief, belief in, in, in the project, belief in what, what you're doing. I think Wexford has that belief now. And maybe, as I say, it's the Debbie Fitz phenomenon. Maybe it's just the talent of the Lee Chins and, and, and the rest. Um, but I, I, I think we certainly have a very good performance today. I'd love to see Leinster champions coming back. Uh, to Wexford this evening. Okay. Uh, my thanks to the leader of the Labour Party uh, for being my special guest today. Yates on Sunday on News Talk. Brought to you by SSE Airtricity Business Energy. Proud to power businesses all over Ireland. Energy at work for you.